aggressive because it's mostly like click and talk game. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of the sidelines is uh, cryptozoology, like really quiet bird that is super high frequency. And if you think about it a lot, uh, it gives you like a plus seven or something hearing oh, bonus. Sure. So then from then on, every time there's a sound, you're like, I hear it. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I hear it. That's me. Super hearing. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Hysterical History. Hi. I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. This is a history comedy podcast, but don't let that fool you that I said history first. It's mostly comedy. Uh, we were talking about super hearing because I literally left the room because I could hear my fan open or like, my door open with my fan going many rooms away. Through the door. Yeah. So our house has no insulation. Great. <laughs> Just weird because we created insulation in this yeah. room. It, we put it on the outside of the wall <sighs> to dampen the sound. I just and had, yes. <laughs> I just remember that we have to take all this down. Yep. And then put it back up. Put it back up. That's going to be a whole thing when we move it's in gonna, a few months. <laughs> it's going to be an ordeal. Anyway, hello, welcome. Today... We're going to talk about today. You know why? I hate today. Because it's April Fool's Day. Oh, God. Ha-ha. I should leave. Leave. I should leave. (laughs) So I was like, I bet there's some funny, you know, alphabet. I don't know what that was. I bet there's funny April Fool's Day history to talk about. (laughs) April Fool's, it's an alphabet. (laughs) April Fool's, it's about the alphabet. And uh, this is not an April Fool's joke episode it's i mean it is but it's not like a joke i this is honest things i looked up although i am suspicious of all of them I because can't. it's about april fools yeah. and they post these mostly on april fools multiple <laughs> layers of like i don't trust anything you say right um, now but most of my information is history.com so if they're trolling me then that's that's them being mean and i don't know history. what to do like his <laughs> are they owned by the history channel yeah because they're all about aliens now, well, no, and I but, don't trust so them. Their TV shows are very alien-heavy, <laughs> but their articles are good. Like, they're fact-based. <laughs> so. Imagine being fact-based. You can generally trust them, I think. Imagine. I also got this from Britannica. Like, many places said the same thing, all of whom are, like, <sighs> decently trustworthy. Britannica's a dying breed. You can't trust them either. <laughs> Everybody's fake. Um, so... Where did it come from? And the answer is, mm, not sure. <laughs> not sure. Um, some people think it's when France uh, switched their calendar. So they were on the Julian calendar, mm-hmm. um, and they went to the Gregorian calendar. So that, like, when the year turned over, switched from being April 1st-ish mm-hmm. to January 1st. Yikes. But some people, like, you know, it's the 1500s, so some people don't know. They're not getting the paper that says, hey, the year changed time. So then they'd be like, happy new year on the wrong day, and people are like, you're stupid. So that's what they think, <laughs> how it happened. That's a huge leap. That's so terrible. It's possible. I know the calendars were <laughs> super messed up for a long time. Yeah. But that's so much. Also, it's always France doing that. You know, it's like it's like they're always messing with calendars. It's like stop. I know when you said 1500s, I'm like, oh, I thought this was like when they had the, the revolution. revolution. Yeah, because that's the famous one they mess up. <laughs> when they have no, this, this is a different time. 
<laughs> this is hundreds of years earlier when they switched and confused everyone again. Yeah. <laughs> and they never forgot. They're like, we're no. going to remember. So, yeah, basically it's like people were not quick to figure out that it had moved. And so then they would call them April Fool's, quote unquote, because mm. they were stupid because they thought it was still in April. April Fool's with no uh, possessive comma. Yes. Mm-hmm. Plural of fools. Yeah. All of you fools. Um, and then they'd start doing pranks on them. Uh, and those included they'd put a fish on the back, a paper fish drawing on the back of their back, like stick it to like a kick me sign, but it was a fish. That's a terrible joke. And then they were referred to as Poisson d'Avril, uh, which is April fish. Oh, my God. Uh, which was supposed to be like this young, dumb person. They're like a fish. <laughs> Got him. It's so stupid. Got him. I want to tape a paper fish to someone's back so bad. And yeah. just everyone to be so confused. I wanna I wanna do a variation and just print out a a photo of a fish, like photorealistic <laughs> yeah. fish and just cut put it, it out, but like like so it's just the fish, not the like yeah. whole page, and then tape it to their back. And fish. I don't know. I'm, I'm mostly imagining this from an Alaska point of view, mm-hmm. where it's like, why would you do that? <laughs> it's really weird. There's so many fishermen walking around. They're like, I don't get it. I don't. Hmm. Are, is it, are you open season? Is it like a fashion? No. Is it, it's Did they open something that had a fish on it and it somehow got stuck to their back, you know? Like it was like the paper around something? Like packaging? a packaging, Like a fruit sticker, but for fish? No, like it was like the packaging on like a fishing pole outer thing mm. and then it got stuck to you somehow what's going on well one thing i know mm. is that it's not fashion because it is not fashion. that doesn't exist in alaska <laughs> true also they think it might be linked to uh ilaria <laughs> like ilaria baldwin oh no i'm kidding um it is called ilaria though <laughs> <laughs> it's which is latin for joyful uh which was celebrated in ancient rome um by the followers of the cult uh Cybele. Cybele. Sure. Um, like Earth goddess. That would happen mother. at the end of March. Mm-hmm. So they're like, maybe it's that. Because they were just having a goofy time. So they're like, so maybe they had some goofy shenanigans go on. A lot of goofy <laughs> shenanigan things happen in the spring. Uh, in that celebration, uh, people would dress up uh, in disguises and make fun of people in the street. And like even like magistrates and like government people, they just like goof on them all day. And uh, it's supposed to be inspired by the Egyptian legends uh, of Osiris, Isis, and Seth. Uh, So that's a thing people did. What they don't mention is that then they all (laughs) effed each other. Yeah, of course. But this one wasn't about, that's not the main goal. That day the main goal is goofiness and then you have sex later. I need to tell you sometime about (laughs) Egyptian mythology because some of it is like salads, Mm -hmm. salad-based mythology, but there's like semen in it. Oh. And that's a plot point. Hate that. Someone eats it and it's like, oh, you ate the semen salad. I mean, we definitely need to do more mythology episodes in general where we just like talk about a, like a handful of myths. Mm-hmm. Because like I've looked up Norse myths before, but they're so confusing that I never remember them. Yeah. You know? And that's my culture. <laughs> like I should know those ones. Whereas like Greek myths you hear so much yeah. just because they're like in culture. They're so yeah. That it's like all of them seem normal in the same way that like Bible stories seem normal. Right. Because you're just used to it. You're like, yeah, of course you get swallowed by a fish. That's what happens. Right. And it's like, that's weird. Don't you think that's weird? Like people <laughs> in other cultures are like, that's a, that's a weird story. And you're like, no. Jonah it makes washes perfect sense. on shore. People are like, that's weird. They're like, he, he lives in the belly of a fish for like weeks. Yes. Weeks? That's weird. Of course he does. It's 
it's, he's about God, okay? He can do whatever he wants. It's like, no. <laughs> he controlled the fish. It was a metaphor. He's like, Gosh, no. You no. Should, when you washed up on shore, you said it was a real fish. <laughs> you said you were dying inside of a fish. And that's weird. I love that story, though, because it's just like, he was, like, they put him in there just because he was, like, being an a-hole. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, he gets out. He didn't even, like, learn the lesson, basically. Right. And then it's like, it's over. <laughs> You're like, oh. And he didn't learn anything. <laughs> After being trapped inside fish. Yeah. Wouldn't you automatically listen because you're so scared of going back in the fish? Add, well, he got out alive. You can just add I a guess. little Arrested Development jingle at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to April Fool's. Another origin story. This one's very controversial, apparently. No one thinks this is true, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Oh, I, that made me remember one thing I wanted to say about Ilaria. Mm, yeah, sure. Uh, the you know Rome sucks because they have so many holidays that are like we're gonna flip the status quo. Yeah, so I'm like they already have Saturnalia. Why do they need a springtime version? They've got just every week basically. They're like we need to change things, but in a funny way. But when and it's it, like haha, just kidding. Maybe actually change them. Hmm. No, no. Um, this one, like I said, very controversial. No one thinks this is true except this one guy probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy Bronner, he thinks. Maybe it's from Chaucer's Canterbury Tales because there is a quote in one of the lines where they say the 32nd of March. Okay. Which most people, I guess, think is a misprint, that that's like being incorrectly read, basically. Okay. Uh, But he's like, maybe it's a reference to this because there is no 32nd of March. That's April Fool's. I mean... <laughs> if it was Chaucer, then he was probably referencing something that was already like circulating. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think he invented it, especially uh-huh. not in this very weird way where it's not described at all and it's just a weird date that's confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's kind of saying, like, this might be a reference. And then everyone else is like, no. <laughs> Stop updating the Wikipedia. But I, <laughs> with no sources. You're the only guy, and we know it's you. It's a misprint, and we know it's you, Broder. I love it, though, because I am willing to just, you know, die with my, like, very specific feelings about history, and everyone will disagree with me. He has his historical headcanon. Yeah, and And he won't uh, give it up. And honestly, good for you. Chaucer, April Fool's, OTP. Guess what? He did it. (laughs) And there's some speculation that it's around, like, vernal equinox time, because, you know, it is, obviously, because it's, like, Mother Nature, and the weather changes, and then it's unpredictable, so people are like, woo! It is true. Goofy. There's there's a—and that, that dates to around Chaucer, and probably earlier, too. Mm-hmm. But spring is when everybody loses their minds. Yeah. It's, like, the season when everyone's, spring like— Spring fever. Get weird. Winter's over, and we got an F. Yeah. And they just go crazy. So maybe they're like, ah, and then we'll also pull pranks. We had to, Ha-ha. We had to study, like, old English poetry that was all like, Sumer is a coming in. <laughs> it's like, what's it coming in oh. to do? It's like, it's coming in to just be wacky. <laughs> Sumer is a coming in. <laughs> and I probably Terrible. butchered that. <laughs> but it's something like that. Yeah. It just sounds the worst. Anyway, it becomes really popular in the 18th century, like many things. Because they're just, I think at that point, there's so much less work to do Mm -hmm. of, like, things take so much less effort. Yeah. Because they're so specialized at that point Mm -hmm. that people are bored. So they're like, what if we just goofed around a lot for fun? uh, You can tell, like, the downfall (laughs) of humanity is, A, when we figured out um, cereal grains. Yeah. And suddenly people have time. Too much time. 
And, that's and so like, then they're like, what if we just goof around? Ancient Mesopotamia is where all of our troubles come from. And then it happens again. <laughs> again. In, in like the industrial age. <laughs> it's true. Um, so in Scotland, there's a tradition um, that's a two-day event uh, starting with hunting the gawk mm. uh, in which people were sent on phony errands. Yeah. Gawk is a word for cuckoo bird. Mm. A symbol for fool is one of the things. It's a symbol. Um, and that was followed by Tally Day, where they play pranks on people, like uh, putting stuff on their butt. So that's like kick me signs, but you put it on your butt. Yeah. Or like they put tails. They make people furries when they don't know. <laughs> I love that. And it's so embarrassing in public. Uh, he doesn't know he's a furry. He doesn't know his fursona is showing. He doesn't know. <laughs> Like hook a little foxtail to someone's kilt. Like he doesn't know. He doesn't know. But everyone's gonna know he's a furry. Ah, they're gonna know he's a furry. Then he wore it out. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, And so now I'm gonna just tell you a list of historical pranks Mm. that have happened. Most of them on April Fools. Some of them not. But we're so good that I was like, well, I have to include. I love hearing what historical humor is over time. (laughs) Right. Most of these are pretty recent. You know, for us to know that they were on, like, April Fool's generally. There was one that was old, but it was, like, sad. So then I was like, I don't want to talk about this. Um, so the oldest one I have, I'm sure you've heard of before, because I've heard of this, is uh, Thomas Betson is a monk. And he put a beetle inside a hollowed-out apple. And then he was like, guys, my apple's possessed in the monastery. Mm. And so then they all came and looked at it, and it was, like, moving and then they all freaked out and thought it was evil, and he's just laughing at them. <laughs> Monks have too much time on their hands. They're like nuns. They just, they just be just, monking, you know? Sometimes they just invent, like, a fever just for something to do. Oh, I yeah. I, just, I mean, they have too much time. Yeah. They have so little to do. It's just praying and manuscripts that, and, like, you're, you're so focused in a way, but that's also, like, you're th- you're able to think still while you're yeah. doing manuscripts because it's physical work instead of mental work. And it used to be that, like, not everyone who became a monk or a nun actually wanted to be there. Yeah. You so, just do that because you, like, had to do something or like, to get out of like something. You were the sixth daughter or the yeah. 18th Yeah. They just have son. to do something with you. They're like, I didn't think all my kids would live, so you go be a monk, I guess. We can't afford for any more lawyers, yeah. so you have to go be a monk. Get out of here, dude. And then we don't have to give you, like, an, an, any inheritance, so bye. And <laughs> later. those children are the ones who, in the current day, would have been, like, punked, like, uh, hosts. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, would have had a YouTube prank video. Yeah. And they have nowhere to put that energy. Right. Because they're a monk, and it's the 1500s. So what are you going to do? I guess you're going to put a beetle in an apple. Possessed apple prank. Amazing. It's, it has a very stoner vibe. Yeah. Like the just insane ingenuity. Yeah. I I wonder, like, he just saw probably a beetle, like, in a glass or, like, moving something. Yeah. And it, like, looked like it was moving, like, the object was just moving by itself for a minute. And then he was like, oh, I have a great idea. I'm going to hollow out an apple. (laughs) I have a great idea. Okay, hold on. I'm going to scoot up. I feel like I'm really far away. I have a great idea. I have a great idea. Just wild because, like, beetles come in apples all the time. Yeah. But you did it on purpose. But he did it so the the apple looked like it was moving by itself. Yeah. So then they were like, that apple's possessed by the devil. <laughs> what are you going to do? What was the next step? They burned you at the stake? I hope they exercised it. <laughs> I hope. You know? Yeah. What if they, like— I hope uh, they holy water flung at it and were like, out of that apple spirit. And for, like, 
the next three months, people just, like, spritzed him with water every time they saw him. It's also confusing to me because, like, in the Bible, when, like, devils or demons possess things, it's, like, living things. Mm -hmm. I mean, apples kind of. No. (laughs) It's, like, (laughs) you know, pigs and stuff. Yeah. It's, like, animals, not fruit. (laughs) Anyway. Monks are dumb. They're dumb. Um, They'd also write—they were also—not just him, but lots of monks are bored because they're writing manuscripts about, like, how to make a bed itchy. Yeah. Because they're doing that, obviously. Or, like, how to make meat look like it has worms in it. They don't—they don't have a lot of work with. No. Really, like, monasteries are just frat houses, and they're just constantly pranking each other. Yeah, frat houses without anything in it. Yeah. Sad. Not just sad. (laughs) Too much alcohol, too, because they've got a lot of alcohol. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't (laughs) drink the water. They make their—most of them make their own beer (laughs) in-house. Gross. Um, It was, like I said, really popular 18th century, especially in England. A lot of these are in England, (laughs) which I might be just because they wrote them down and it's in English so we can read them. But also I just think they're very pranky people. Um, A lot of these of the later ones were from the BBC. So many of them that I stopped including them because I was like, (laughs) it's only going to be about the BBC. Yeah. So don't ever believe anything the BBC says. Wow. Hard (laughs) stance. I'm telling you, the amount of times they have tricked people intentionally, and, like, they have no apologies about it. They're, God, what <laughs> jokesters. Um, so they would do things like they tie a string to your purse and then yank it away when someone tries to pick it up, you know? They, like, set it down oh, on the ground yeah, so like then they, the, like, pull it away. The dollar <laughs> the dollar trick? Yeah. Um, or they'd send someone on a, quote-unquote, sleeveless errand, which is they try to get them to go buy a non-existent product. Okay. It's like when you, like, my uh, driver's ed teacher would pull a prank on kids to see if they were dumb, um, and he would tell them that they needed to buy blinker fluid uh, to see if they understood that blinkers obviously don't need fluid. I'd believe it. Uh, I didn't, but one of my friends did, (laughs) and I felt bad. Because it is rude, especially when they're, like, teenagers who are just learning about cars. It's like maybe they don't know that those are just lights. But, um you know, and maybe they need fluid for something. I don't know. Cars are confusing. Right? So, you, you need fluid for brakes. I don't know. So if anyone tells you about blinker fluid, just immediately distrust them for the rest of your life. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't like pranks. I just, I know, I just. But I think they're funny when they, they don't happen to me. Had my car, like, detailed or whatever, and mm-hmm. they filled two fluids. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even know there was more than one. <laughs> I thought it was just gas nope. that and, like, fluid stuff Oil. For, for the wipers. Uh, there's, and there's coolant. And there's, yeah. Which coolant. is also another fluid. Coolant, but, like, I've never heard my car do that before. <laughs> Use it. it. All of them do. Ever? Yep. Uh, uh. I don't know. When it got too cold in Alaska, we just plugged our cars in. Sure. To outlets. Like, just plug it in. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. It's so weird because coolant is also antifreeze. Yeah. Uh, they're the same thing. But they they are, have two names, presumably for, like, opposite reasons. It's just, like, temperature control liquid, but they don't want to say that because that sounds weird. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, they would also—so they'd be sent to the market to get stuff like uh, striped paint, mm. you know? Like, no, no, I don't want one color paint. It needs to alternate colors like in the can. Really easy stuff. Pigeon milk. No. From the store. What? No. Um, Put that pigeon down. Or 
elbow grease, which I didn't know was a prank thing. I've just heard people say that, and I've never understood what it meant, really. So when people tell you to put in some elbow grease, it's actually like they're telling you to put hard work into it that isn't even real? I guess so. Pretend to work hard. <laughs> you got to put in some, some fantasy work into that. Because when I guess when they said elbow grease, it was like, it's a prank. Yeah. That it's like, because it doesn't exist. I thought it was like, I don't know, like weird gookies in the, in the inside of your elbow. <laughs> oh. No, I think it, I always assumed that it was some sort of reference to like, like polishing Me- silver or something. Oh, I that was like mechanical things. Mm-hmm. Like you got because like you got your arm so far into the machine that you get grease on your elbows. Oh yeah, that kind of thing. Because it's like you're really working hard and getting in there. Nope, it's all just a joke. No, it's a prank. It's all just a prank to you. So next time a boomer tells you that, <laughs> you know what to say. It's fake. Uh, also, they would do this for baseball once that started happening. They would tell the rookie bat boys to go get the key to the batter's box, but there's no lock on it. Mm. So that's just a prank. But how do you keep them inside? <laughs> they, they don't. They just run away. They're just allowed to get out. No. <laughs> no. They all just, like, they flee if you <laughs> let them out. Um, and then there's a famous—this is an elaborate prank— in the 1700s, Jonathan Swift. Mm, yes. He is a rivalry with uh, astrologer John Partridge. Well, we know who wins. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Swift publishes a prediction that on March 29th, uh, John Partridge is going to die. Mm. And then on the 29th, he publishes a eulogy for him. <laughs> what a... It's not dead. What a, what a joker. And so then... Partridge, I don't think, knows about this at first. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody told him. Because I think it happened so suddenly that I think he says, like, oh, he's going to die, like, tomorrow or, like, in a few days. Mm-hmm. And then he published it. So, if, like, you're not paying attention because you're looking at stars like he probably is. Yeah. Um, the, you don't know. Uh, maybe he's out of town. No idea. But so he's just walking around and then people keep looking at him weird because I think they maybe included a picture. Mm-hmm. Or at least people know who he is. So then they're like, I thought he was dead. Um <laughs> Glad to see you're doing so well. On April 1st, everyone's just looking at him like, I thought he died. And then he, Partridge publishes an article that says, I'm not dead. Like, (laughs) he's just being rude. Uh, Like, he's just mean. I love back when Twitter was (laughs) the local newspaper. (laughs) And then in response to that, Swift says that was written by an imposter and Partridge is dead. So don't believe him. What a good comeback. (laughs) He literally went fake news. Yeah. Yeah. And the quote... From the article I read about this is amazing that it just says, eventually Partridge left public life forever. (laughs) So he did kill him. Oh, no. He killed him. That's such a swift thing to do. (laughs) He's just like, I don't want to keep arguing about how I'm dead, so I'll just get out of here. What what a high-level troll. What? Yeah. Which brutal. You know, we knew Swift had it in him. Yeah. Obviously, because that's kind of what he does. But, like, wow. <laughs> you ended this man's whole career. You, like, ended his public life because he was just so frustrated <laughs> with you. Oh, Woof. my God. Oh, my God. This is what you should not get in fights with, like, writers. Um, it's dangerous. No. They're going to destroy you somehow. And it might just be a lie, but they'll do it. Okay. Still in England, uh, in London, on April 1st, 1856. Residents of the city receive a very official-looking invitation from the Tower of London. All of them? 
a lot of them at least. Wow. Um, and it even has a wax seal on it. Ooh. Like it looks fancy pantsy. Uh-huh. And it's from the Tower of London. So they're like, what? And it's signed by Herbert de Grassen, um, who's supposedly senior warden at um, Tower of London. At the place? You know. Herbert de Grassi? <laughs> he, he's Degrassi here. Junior High. He's here? They named a junior high after him. <laughs> and a high school. What? <laughs> But he, uh, the leaflet says that they can come and wash the lions on April 1st. That's a good one. We've talked about the lions. But um, this should have been obvious to people that that's not true because they had stopped having them um, 30 years before that. Yeah. So, like, they don't have animals there anymore. We don't have our menagerie anymore, idiots. Yeah, they did, like, 600 years ago. No more polar bears. But we got rid of all that because it's 1800s, and now we feel awkward about it. We put them in the zoo. Idiots. We don't just have them casually at the tower. So they should have known. Maybe it, was a, maybe it was a special maybe anniversary. Maybe pulled them out of the zoo and were like, we're going to wash them. You yeah. want to come? Wanna... But I don't know why. Because, honestly, it's like right now, you know, when people are like, I want to go to the, like, Tiger King thing, you know, to his, like, zoo or whatever. The Tiger King Municipal Theme Park. <laughs> municipal Court. Um, well, yeah, when they're like, I want to go to the zoo, and I'm like, no. Like, people, I watched somebody no. in that video get their arm eaten off. Like, oh, I don't want to be anywhere near those beasts. Are they beautiful? Yes, from a distance far away. Do you not watch the documentary? That's or? why I go to the zoo. This isn't a good place to go. At least then I can sue the zoo. Don't support this. Tiger King doesn't have money for you to sue him. <laughs> yeah, you shovels shouldn't support because they're terrible. But, like... If I got an invitation, even from the zoo, that was like, you want to come wash lions? I'd be like, no, because I'm afraid of them. I mean, I would just assume it's like a very long-range <laughs> hose. Yeah. Come it's spray like a the- sprayer for your car. <laughs> come spray the cats with hoses. <laughs> they hate it. Like, I don't know if that's humane or not, but it does sound like fun. But, I mean, the zoo is putting it on, so it's not like it's my fault if it's a problem. They did this. I mean, they're actively encouraging How do I not just trust the zoo? Who am I to say no to? But, like, a bunch of people did show up to wash these lions. Yeah. And then they were like, it's a prank, doofuses. And they were like, oh. Well, now I demand satisfaction. I'll sue them (laughs) for lying. I'm going to sue them. (laughs) Okay, this one's from Germany. So we're moving along. I bet they have fantastic pranks. Uh, it's not really a prank so much as just a fake news story that people take real serious. Famously amazing humor, the Germans. Yeah. Uh, in 1905, the German newspaper Berliner Tageblatt uh, published a story that thieves dug a hole into the U.S. Treasury and stole all of our money. Mm. Yeah. And everybody, like, was real worried about it. And then they were like, it's a joke. <laughs> What year was this? April Fool's, 1905. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It could happen. Yeah. That's not, like, a weird thing to possibly happen. Yeah. I think that could happen into, like, the 70s, I would believe them. Like, mm-hmm. 1970s. I'd be like, sure. Yeah, like, prior to when a trillion existed as a number. Yeah. Or even a billion, honestly. And when the treasury was held in, like, actual physical money. Yeah, like gold bars, Because it's like, that cetera. doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. I'm sure, like, I'm sure there are... The Treasury does have solid assets like that, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not the majority of yeah. the money. In 1905, that's all the money. So I understand why people are upset. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Uh, now we're going to skip ahead to 1949 in New Zealand. Oh. 
There's a DJ, Phil Stone. They have DJs in the 40s? They do. Yeah, like like radio DJ. Not like, he's not like spinning tracks, I don't think. Like remixing. That still feels real. Disc jockey. Early. Like, in my mind, you're not allowed to be a DJ until at least the 60s. Oh, no, I guess they have a radio station, so they have a DJ. Weird. Uh, But he warns his listeners that a mild, wide swarm of wasps is headed towards Auckland. (laughs) And he urged them to protect themselves by wearing socks over their trousers, um, leaving honey-smeared traps outside their doors, and other various things. Bees? Bees. A mile wide. See, the problem with this prank is it's New Zealand. So, like, that's possible. You know, yeah. I know New Zealand <laughs> isn't Australia, but it is sort of in the way of, like, it's way down there and it's scary. There's a lot of scary stuff. thing is that wasps are very small. So, yeah. to take an entire hive and spread it over a mile, it's actually only, like, two wasps deep. <laughs> two whole wasps. Um, but, like, Auckland residents thought this was real, and they were really worried about it, so they did what he said. And, like, and a lot of people just stayed inside their house all day and, like, freaked out, and everybody freaked out. And so then New Zealand Broadcasting Service had to be like, no. <laughs> that was a lie? No, that's me. Like, um, I just stay inside and don't answer my phone on April 1st. Yeah. And uh, Professor James Shelley denounced the hoax on the grounds that it, quote, undermined the rules of proper broadcasting. Oh. So he's like, how dare you lie to the people? Um, which, like, lol. Lol. Tra lol. Um, I'm a DJ. I'm going to spin whatever I want. And from then on, they sent out a memo every April Fool's Day on the New Zealand radio. Let us know if they still do this if you're in New Zealand. I'd like to know. Reminding people that it's April Fool's. And that New Zealand radio uh, is obliged to share nothing but the truth. <laughs> Don't lie on the radio. So it is immoral to lie in the radio. As much as I love New Zealand, they're kind of that's kind of a bummer, dude. <laughs> this, <laughs> kind of a buzzkill. This wavelength is reserved for truth. It didn't hurt anybody because it wasn't real. Was it scary and annoying? Sure. I bet it hurt the people that had to walk around with honey in their socks all day. <laughs> no, you didn't put honey in your socks. You put it on your door. But you know you someone did. You weren't listening. <laughs> of course they weren't listening. Okay, back to England. On April 1st, 1957. I don't know why I keep saying April 1st. Just assume. <laughs> the BBC airs a segment where you can, or they show Swiss farmers growing spaghetti on trees. This mm. one's very famous. I guess at the time... Spaghetti was, like, new in England. Yeah. Which is shocking because it's the 50s. It's so new that they don't know what country it comes from. Or that it doesn't grow on trees. Like, they don't know what it is, clearly. Um, which is so weird because it just shows you the the insularness of the island nation that is Great Britain. Yeah. <laughs> or the collection of nations. Because I assume that by this point we've had spaghetti in America for I don't know, a century probably? It's post-World War II. They have no excuse. Yeah. Some, of, like, some of you were in you Italy met Italians. during the war. <laughs> you know how dumb they are. Like, I don't know when spaghetti started happening, but, like, I feel like probably in America we had it for a long time because we have so many Italians. It's already a meme because, uh, like, I don't know where it comes from, but there's a meme of... Italians during the war, like, out in the desert, wasting their precious water supply by using it to boil pasta. pasta. Yep. And, like, God, Italians are dumb. That's <laughs> so funny. They keep wasting the water on pasta. And then they don't drink it. <laughs> I know it's pasta water, so it's gross, but drink it. 
You don't use all of it to boil the... It's all gone. Drink it. Drink it. I want you to drink it. <laughs> Sorry. Good Mythical Morning reference to eggnog episode. Watch it. And also uh, a side reference to a hot Kool-Aid. Yes. Drink my hot Kool-Aid. Drink it. Julian Smith. Just search Julian Smith hot Kool-Aid and GMM eggnog. All will make sense. Brother. Brother. It's so old now. So, yeah, they still, spaghetti is a mystery to them. So <laughs> they they now think it grows on trees because they believe everything the BBC says, even though they shouldn't. In Switzerland or Sweden? Uh, I forgot immediately. Swiss farmers, so Switzerland. And so th- they, like, start calling the station being like, how do I buy a spaghetti tree? And you're just like, dude. God. It's oh, so embarrassing. I can't believe you survived the blitz for this. <laughs> To embarrass yourself they, like uh, this. They, so they keep getting asked, how do I start my own spaghetti tree? So they just tell them to place a sprig of spaghetti a sprig? into the ground and put some tomato sauce and just wait. And I'm like, it's so mean. <laughs> if you asked someone from England to do that today, they would like squirt ketchup in a hole. It's true. And they'd be like, why don't I have a spaghetti tree? A flavorful sauce on this <laughs> island? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm using vinegar. <laughs> That has one tomato in it. They rely on their immigrants to bring in flavorful food. That's right. I mean, clearly they didn't have enough Italian immigrants, and that's why they didn't know about spaghetti. Yep. Anyway, on April 1st, 1962, um, a technical expert, quote-unquote, for Sweden— So vague. Yep. So vague. On their only television station, (laughs) tells them— Uh-huh. That if they put nylon stockings over the TV, it will turn it from black and white to color because they don't have color TV Mm. yet. That's mean. It is mean. That's mean. So a bunch of people do it and it don't work. And then they're like, ha-ha, April Fool's. And then they don't have color TV for eight more years. (laughs) It's so mean. Uh, Terrible. And they have no—it's the only channel. They have no ability. There's no to know other option. Anything else besides? They just have to trust fully this station. There's one random so guy mean. who kept nylon on his TV for nine years, and he's like, "It works. It now. works eventually. It just it took just, a long time. Just you just had to have faith." And they're like, "Take it off now. It'll still work." And he's like, "No. This one is also mean and sad. So get ready. This is why I don't like. Like, I'm fine with pranks when they're just like dumb." Obvious lies that don't hurt anybody. Like, speaking of GMM, on GMM, they consistently do an April Fool's Day, like, episode, Mm -hmm. and they don't label it in any way. It's just, like, dumb and, like, clearly fake, but so close to believable that people are like, maybe, and then they realize it's April Fool's, and they go, oh, no, that's dumb. Like, obviously not. Yeah. I say, having watched it today... Thought it was real for a minute and then realized what day it was and checked. It was like, oh, this is fake. Why Uh, did I think this is real? I am dumb. Yeah. Um, That's fine. Or like today I saw Milani uh, Cosmetics. I follow them on like Instagram. And they posted that they came out with a garlic and onion collection because they've been doing like fruit collections. Mm. Um, And for a second I like sort of believed them because I was just like, it's possible. I mean, since... (laughs) Chipotle has done a yeah. makeup collab with yeah. someone. Everything's on the table right. now. Right. 
It, they had, like, a little avocado sponge, and that was real. It's plausible. It's possible. And, and like I said, they've been doing a series of, like, individual fruits. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe. Yeah. And, like, I can't imagine that garlic is, like, terrible for your skin. Like, I'm sure it has some sort of benefit, like most things do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized it was April Fool's, so it was a joke. And I was like, oh, right. Right. Uh, I got to the point where it was like, here's this to give you darker under eyes. And I was like, oh, oh it's a joke. It's a joke. I see. Because at first I was like, that's weird. And then I was like, oh, they're probably kidding. And then I saw that and I was like, they're definitely kidding. <laughs> just because they even had a before and after picture of like, look how much darker her under eyes are, which is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. So those are fine. I don't care about that at all. Yeah. No one, um, no one was harmed. No. In the making of this prank. But, like, to be a public news station and then just to lie to the entirety of your country is so rude. Yeah. <laughs> it's so rude. April Fool's Day in 1972, there's a widely published photo of N- Nessie, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. But Nessie is dead. What? No, mm-hmm. she isn't. No, she isn't. That's why it's a prank. <laughs> she is alive and well. She is alive and well. She would never be dead. This is ridiculous. How can, dare you say this? They can never kill her. I hope she eats you. She's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. But it turned out that it was just a guy who went uh, from Yorkshire Flamingo Park Zoo, and he took a bull elephant seal that was dead mm. and just threw it in the lake and was like, it's Nessie, look. They're just giving away their dead elephant seals? And, like, how far away is the zoo? Like, how far did he carry this dead seal to throw it in the lake. Because, uh... Gross. I don't know if it says what kind of elephant seal, but if it's an adult male elephant seal, it's one of the larger mammals on Earth. It just says bull elephant seal. So, yeah, it's a male. Yeah, yeah. they're enormous. He yep. must have definitely had a vehicle. Yeah. They're, and like... threw it in there. They're bigger than people. You couldn't carry one in your To be like, arms. Nessie died. I'm like, how dare you throw dead animal carcasses in Nessie's house? Once again, I hope she ate you. Yeah. <laughs> And the and the seal. She's like, it's thanks. so rude. Thanks for a snack. Yeah, thanks. No, they pulled it out. She just like, I don't want to deal with this. Thanks garbage for being a snack tease. Today. I guess. Yeah, it's very rude of you. On April first, nineteen seventy four, in Sitka, Alaska. Oh no! <laughs> they woke up to just big smoke coming out of Mount Edgecumbe. I don't know how to say it. Which is very dormant, but it's, like, right there, you know? Lots of volcanoes in Alaska, if you didn't know. They they basically live on top of one. Yeah. But so it's just spewing black smoke, and they're like, oh, God, what's happening? Uh Uh-huh. And then, uh, turns out, no, uh, it's just a guy named Porky Bicker. (laughs) Who had nothing else to live for. (laughs) He had flown hundreds of old tires and put them in the crater and then lit them on fire. Huh. So he's just causing an environmental disaster by burning all this rubber inside a volcano. That's a terror. I hate that. Yeah. I love the ingenuity, love the hustle, but uh, gotta say, even like in high school, I had volcano uh, stress nightmares. Yeah. Just because sure. it's uh, extremely possible right. for it to happen. Like I remember uh, we had photos in uh, my house growing up of the volcano we could see from our house uh-huh. uh, actually going off, like, yeah. you know, back before I was alive. Right. It's like, it could happen. 100%. Also, if it does, there might be a tsunami, which could also kill you. 
Yeah, it's a lot. It's bad. It's like, so oh, this is mean? not nice, Frank. It's real. You're very mean. Porky. Porky. Um, Porky Bicker. He is the worst name. Um, and apparently when Mount St. Helens erupted six years later, uh-huh. um, a Sitka resident wrote to Bicker to tell him, this time you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They were like, that could be him. It wasn't. It did actually just explode. That's why pranks are bad. <laughs> the next time you don't believe them. Mm-hmm. All right. April 1st, 1976, BBC, because it always is. Uh, this is another famous one. Astronomer Sir Patrick Moore told people that at 9.47 a.m., Jupiter and Pluto were going to align, and so then the Earth's gravity was going to briefly turn off. Mm. So they are going to levitate. You shouldn't abuse your station like that. I know. <laughs> Especially, like, this is the thing. Once again, this is the same problem as in Sweden. BBC is, like, the only <laughs> news station, essentially. Yeah. Like, they, it's their broadcasting network, but it's, like, their only one. Right. Whereas, like, in America, we have, like, four, like, big ones. They have one that hogs all of it. Right? Like, that's the whole thing we talked about pirate radio. Like, yeah. they weren't allowed to do that because they were taking up frequencies that the, like, legitimate, quote-unquote, people were using. So they don't have variety here. So when they lie, it's believable to people. And it's the 70s. Uh-huh. How are you going to look up and prove it wrong? If, you can't. If you're not an, an astronomer. It's so annoying. So at 9.48 a.m., <laughs> they get uh, hundreds of calls from people saying they're levitating. So clearly those people are stupid or they are pranking also. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just it's rude. Like, what if someone was really worried about that? And also, next time you say anything about physics, no one's going to believe you. And they shouldn't. This is why I'm saying <laughs> don't shouldn't. believe the BBC. Don't believe them. They'll just lie to you. Once again, we are in the BBC, 1980. They announce that Big Ben uh, is going to undergo a digital change so it's not going to (laughs) be analog clock anymore they're going to put a big digital face on it there's one day a year when you can't believe anything the bbc says Mm -hmm. what if something happens on tuesday what if something happens on that (laughs) day (sighs) that's like the day that someone breaks into buckingham palace yeah (laughs) and the queen's like like, can someone please come in and save me from this man who's in my room and everyone's like it's She's just pranking us. It's the BBC. They're just, they're at it, again, at it again. Um, so then a lot of people call and we're really upset, obviously, because it's like a national landmark. <laughs> you can't do that. And they were like, it's just a joke. Okay. Moving on to anyone else. Boston University professor Joseph Boskin. Joseph Gordon Levitt Boston. That's right. Mm-hmm. Created a new mythology for April Fool's Day uh, in a 1983 interview. Um, he was, I guess the guy who was interviewing him wouldn't accept that there wasn't a single origin story. He was, like, not okay with that. He's like, it's got to have a thing, because reporters are always like, there's got to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And historians are like, sometimes people didn't write stuff down, so I don't know. We're yeah. guessing. We we do that a lot in history. We guess, <laughs> unfortunately, because we have to. But because he's getting so frustrated with him, because he won't just accept that there's not an answer, he just makes one up. Well, it's... If, if there's anything you're going to make up. Which I love because it just shows you that historians be pranking about the actual facts, which is why I was like, I don't know if I can trust any of these sources. So yeah. all of this is probably false. And just assume everything's wrong. If it involves April 1st, it's a lie. It's jokes all the way down. All the way down. 
Even if they say it's true, fake. So um, he made up a story about the days of Constantine saying uh, that Roman jesters would petition to the emperor so that they could be emperor for a day, basically. Um and that they would do, they would get to be on April first. Mm-hmm. That Constantine let a jester named Kugel um, take over and engulf the city, quote unquote, in silliness. <laughs> no, Constantine would never. Would never. Um, but they published this story like it was true, and it took historians weeks to like <laughs> to be like, no, that's not. He's lying. Weeks. He's just making stuff up, and they were just really upset because <laughs> historians don't like it when you lie about stuff. Constantine was a hard ass. He would never be silly. The whole point of history is that it's like supposed to be true. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not like prank people. Yeah, you know, n- no sense of humor. <laughs> nope. Uh, in Norway, in eight or nineteen eighty-seven, um, the government told people that it had 10,000 liters of wine it had confiscated from smugglers that they were just going to offer to the public. So people literally lined up with bottles and wine glasses and buckets to be like, give me, give me (laughs) that sweet government wine. I love the bucket people. (laughs) I love them. The the optimism there. Yeah. I want them to just come with a full wheelbarrow and be like, do it. I brought my trough (laughs) for the government wine. (laughs) I brought my boat. Mm -hmm. Just put it in there. Uh, it was, and then they were like, "We don't have wine," and I'm sure they had a lot of very upset Norwegian people who like alcohol. Which is what you get when you put out a prank like that. <laughs> yep, a mob of angry wannabe drunks, <laughs> of angry sober drunks <laughs> who aren't drunk and they're upset about it now. Anyway, uh, on April first, 1989, in SeaTac, Seattle Town Time, not actually SeaTac, but in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, Hometown pranks. Seattle, quote unquote, almost live comedy show. Oh, um, started their program with a news flash: the Space Needle collapsed. Oh no! A reporter showed shots of like rubble around the Space Needle to be like it fell down. Boy, you can tell this is a pre nine eleven joke, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. ha ha, it's so Ha-ha. funny, ha ha. Um, and then after the commercial break, they had to tell everybody, it's a prank. <laughs> because people were getting real upset. It's a prank. Um, we didn't expect you to be so upset. But the Space Needle received over 700 calls of people being worried. And then also 911 lines got all clogged up with people calling in about the Space Needle falling down. Which is why you don't do pranks that are like... Public safety. Yeah. Because then actual crime don't get through. So don't do that, please. Uh, this is just our rules for April Fool's jokes. <laughs> One of them, don't do the public safety lies. BBC, stop lying. Rule two. <laughs> yeah, newscasters, people who other people rely on for the truth. This one's funny, though, and this is technically from the news. There are ones from the news that I think are funny and mm-hmm. are fine. Uh, there's one a little bit, like, I think it's the last one, actually, that I'm going to talk about that I think is hilarious. And it is from, like, I don't know if it's from news, quote-unquote, I can't remember, but it's from a radio station. But the audience is in on the joke. They're only mm. pranking the one person. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what you should be doing. The, yeah. yeah. This is better. Uh, anyway, April 1st, 1992, the year of my birth, on NPR. <laughs> this is a problem. Talk of the nation, the program reveals Nixon is running for president again. I thought he was dead. I don't think, I think he dies in 1992. Oh. Or like a year later. Oh, he's not dead yet. They he's killed just him. Incre- <laughs> they were like, don't let him do it. 
uh, he's just incredibly old at this point. Oh my god! Um, but they're like, he's he's running again, and it includes uh, a quote from him, you mm-hmm. know, saying, "I never did anything wrong, and I won't do it again," <laughs> which is a very funny. Sentence. NPR. So people were upset, obviously. <laughs> NPR. Our, like, technically most disgraced president. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, he's going to run again. And the person who was doing his voice is, like, a comedic voice actor who, like, was really good Nixon impression. Mm-hmm. So, like, people believed him. And Nixon has such a specific way of speaking. Yeah. That a, it's, like. A very mockable, replicatable yeah, voice. right. That it's, like, that's pretty doable. Uh, and I've heard people do voices for, like, famous people who just are really good at voice acting yeah. that, like, I don't even think have a very distinct voice. And then they do it. And I'm like, oh, you sound exactly like them, actually. Exactly like So, them. like, if you're good enough, like, you can do it. And comedian Rich Little was good enough. Spot on, as they say. Um, and so everybody called. And then they said, it was, we're kidding. <laughs> it was, no. We were kidding. Which is, like, that one's kind of funny. Yeah. Because it's just, like. Why would he run for president again at that point? Also, I don't know if he'd be allowed to. I mean, I guess maybe. I guess technically. Um, But, like, his own party would have to support him in running, and, like, why would they do that? So, you know. Well, if they thought he could win, they would do it. I have this one from China in 1993. Mm. Um, Which this one is just, uh, this is like a self-own from China. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. I hate to see it happen. For them. So they, claiming uh, that they want to reduce the need for foreign experts. So already we're at a weird uh, prejudice against outsider position. Okay. China Youth Daily made a joke that the government, this is a joke, (laughs) that the government had decided to exempt people with PhDs from the one child issue. Okay. Where you could only have one kid. They said if you have a PhD, you can have multiple kids. Because the, we want more smart people from China and less from outside. It's like, it's too uncomfortably plausible. And like... Yeah. Uh, and also all it does is highlight, remember how you're only allowed to have one kid because the government is controlling you and we don't like foreigners, so that's why they are doing it. Yeah. Oof. I wouldn't like, I don't know. Yikes. I wouldn't poke at your government. So then the like foreign that. press is like, you know... Obviously, this is a hoax, uh-huh. but then also it's criticizing them because of what it is, uh, like we are. Uh, they were like, you know what? April Fool's Day is a terrible Western tradition, and we hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's our fault. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing this? It is bad. Okay, these are the pranks I like. Okay, good pranks. I think, I think pranks from corporations are better mm-hmm. because they're just dumb. Yeah. And no and they're not threatening in any way. There's I don't no. know why so many of them are threatening from yeah. the news. These ones are not. They're just stupid. This is my I think my favorite one from um a corporation. Taco Bell in nineteen ninety six said they were gonna buy the Liberty Bell and rename it the Taco <laughs> Liberty Bell. Yeah. Which see, is brilliant. That's good. That's hilarious. And I wish they did. And I <laughs> I love just the phrase Taco Bell prank. Yeah. So good on Taco Bell. Like if anyone was going to prank the world, it'd be Taco Bell. Or this one. In 1997, uh, Alex Trebek and Pat Sajak switched shows for their oh, April Fool's episode. That's cute. I Very like, funny. Yeah. Love that. That's just like a cute, cheeky little thing to do. A little little crossover. Nobody's upset. Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, that's so funny. 
I've heard this one before, which is why I included it. It's also in 1997. The 90s really pick it up. Mm-hmm. I think they just got uh, publicized more. Yeah. And it, now that it's the internet, you can say all sorts of doofusy things online. Mm-hmm. So anybody can just do it. It's easy to, like, spread new fun lies. But it's also easy for people to be like, remember, it's April Fool's. This is a prank. So yeah. that, like, people don't freak out and, like, call 911 or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this email starts circulating to ban DHMO, which is a colorless, odorless substance that kills thousands of people every year through accidental inhalation. Mm-hmm. It is water. Yeah. You know. Um, dihydrogen, it, what is it? Dihydrogen mm-hmm. oxide. But there's an M. I mean, I don't know. Sure. What M is. <laughs> but, you know, it's water. Mole- molecular, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Who cares? Uh, you know how water is. It's two H's and then an O. So, uh, but my, one of my high school science teachers did this basically to our class where he's like, shouldn't we ban it? It's terrible. Yeah. And then he's like, ha prank jets water. I hate it because every, like, at some it's point. the worst. We all know the joke. So yeah. it's just like a, a weird straw man political thing. It's like, yeah. what about the chemicals? We're like, yeah, it's water. It's water. We're, we already know the punchline, so it just is awkward. Ha, 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 ha. But yeah, that started in 1997, apparently. Thanks. Thanks. So if anybody talks about DHMO and how dangerous it is, to, if you haven't been pranked by that yet, it's water. So just tell them it's water and just ruin their joke and just watch their face crumble. <laughs> be like, never heard of it. I'm like, oh, it's water, isn't it? And they'll be like, oh. There's an episode of What We Do in the Shadows mm-hmm. where the vampires get a spam email from <laughs> Bloody Mary. It's like, a curse is upon you until you send it to <laughs> 10 people. Email, yeah. And they get, they're like, oh, my, we're going to die. Oh, no. And they have to, like, go around and try to get the emails. Chain emails were such a disaster. To just to get the curse off of just them. That's terrible. In 1998, Burger King advertises a left-handed Whopper. Okay. Specifically for yeah. left-handed customers. That's, okay. That's a good. That's, that's funny. That's a good one. And honestly, good marketing ploy. Yeah. People went to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Even though it was a joke. Google does this all the time, too, um, where they do it for Google Maps, usually, where it's like you can be Pac-Man eating things oh, on the yeah. map or like. That's cute. Um, they had one that was telepathic search, I guess. Just think Ooh. about where you want to go. Uh, and they probably just gave you a random place. Cute little gimmick. It's basically, yeah. I feel lucky, but with a fun little spin. Yeah, yeah, telepathic. Um, this is my favorite one. Sorry, this is the second to last one. Because mm-hmm. um, the last one is newer. But this is in 2008. Okay. Um, days before our election in 2008, mm-hmm. a Canadian DJ calls, somehow... Calls use DJs. I don't know Sarah Palin on the phone. <laughs> okay, and gets to talk to her, mm-hmm. and he, for some reason, she believes that he's Nicolas Sarkozy, the French president at the time. I think I remember this. Uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> Sarah Palin was yeah. just a meme in and of herself. Yep, the she was a meme. It was just all the, the way whole down. time, and so. Uh, he keeps making jokes to kind of hint at that it's not true. She like, doesn't but she get doesn't it. get it at all. No, she's very gullible, and um, including he's got a Pepe Le Pew accent going on. From my house, I can see Belgium. He says. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
what what do you lose more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Listen, it might be a joke. It could be. But what? yeah, what if it's Sarkozy? But if it's not a joke. And then you're just going to be like, you're lying to me. You're going to ruin our relationship with France, which, our oldest ally. Either way, uh, <laughs> you're going to look like an idiot. There's no winning Don't here. answer the phone. <laughs> Sarah, don't answer your phone. Don't. Because she would, if there's any politician who's like, Sarkozy uh, called them and they were like, you're not real and hung up, it would be Sarah. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I like that one just because, what, it's so dumb. Uh, It doesn't really hurt anyone. And the audience all knew it was fake. Yeah. So, like, only Sarah Palin is being pranked. And, you know. You know. When you're a politician, you're asking for it. So I'm like, well, you set yourself up. You're a public figure. You're in the public and eye. And he just called your phone? Why does he have your phone number? This Canadian DJ? Don't let Canada have your phone number. Ridiculous. <laughs> Don't let Canada have your phone number. And my last one is from 2012. Etsy posted an article saying they bought the city of Portland, which is a self-joke because Portland sucks. <laughs> Prank on yourself. But it's so... <laughs> It's such an Etsy city. <laughs> it is. It is a perfect. Uh, it is Etsy in and of itself. It is but perfect. like some of it, you're like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is cute, and that like we're kind of enterprising in like an individual way. That's nice. But then they also sell like uh, cosmetics that someone made in their house, and it's like, don't do that. Just like you shouldn't buy milk someone made in their house. <laughs> But people do all the time. They do in Portland. Seen Portlandia? Mm-hmm. For real. For real. It's real. Like, <laughs> I've heard from people who live there that they're like, it's too real. I don't like the show. Yep. <laughs> they, Which, wild. The, like, the creators talk about Portland way too much. It's a joke that their friends yeah. talk about. They're like, yeah, they just talk about Portland all the time. It's so annoying. Uh, but also, like, their milk skit, they like, hold up a, a red, bloody glass of milk. Yeah. They're like, it's all natural. It's like, yeah. It's horrifying, <laughs> dude. Exactly the it. milk is what I remember the most. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very upsetting. Yeah. I have family uh, members who uh, are, like, part of a, like, neighborhood co-op for yeah. natural raw milk. Mm-mm. So they'll go out into the country under the cover of dark, like it's so weird, like it's moonshiners. So, it's like <laughs> they put drugs in it. It's just milk. No, you weirdos. It's milk without autism in it. Uh, Which, stupid. You know that's are. not true. They're also the anti-vaxxer families. <laughs> that one does have autism in it too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. None of them have autism. In it. And uh, if they do, why are you so scared? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening today. Sorry, Portland. Uh, sorry, England, but be better. I'm not sorry to England. I'm, I'm um, a little sorry for England. I'm not sorry to the BBC. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry for England that they have to adore the BBC year after year. Whatever they say today is a lie. And I don't apologize to Portland, the city. I apologize to people from Portland. I'm sure you're lovely. Um, but Portland gets compared to Seattle all the time, and they're nothing alike. And I don't like being in Portland. I'm just going to be honest. My personal preference is to not be there. So, yeah, it's I had it's, to dunk a little bit. It's a it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's annoying when we get compared to Portland because Vancouver is exactly the same as Seattle. Yeah. It is exactly the same. So it's like, no, no, we have a sister city where it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's just in Canada. It's not in Oregon. Right. <laughs> it's like it's different. I don't know. You you're from New York City, and someone's like, oh, it's just like Hoboken. 
Yeah. Mm, it's not. Or like, uh, yeah, it's just it's just like New York's just like New Jersey. It's like it is not just like mm-hmm. New- absolutely, how dare you? Staten Island <laughs> is just like Manhattan. It is not. It's not. <laughs> People get really upset. It's not. Staten Island is just like Long Island. No. New Zealand is just like Australia. <laughs> no. It's not. It's not. We can't do this. It's the same thing. So don't do it to us, please. Anyway, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. You learned some things about April Fool's Day and the nasty or funny things people do. Um, what's your favorite prank that I listed that you can remember? I mean, the corporate ones are good. They're pretty good. I think um, – I just like the idea of Taco Bell being <laughs> stupid because it's their yeah. brand. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're leaning into it. I have a special place in my heart for that Chinese cell phone just because it's so funny to me of them trying to be funny and they're just failing so epically that they have to be like, the whole holiday is bad and it's cursed. My, um, <laughs> I was glad that it wasn't uh, an April Fool's thing, but my favorite, like, not really a prank, but just misunderstanding is, of course, like, War of the Worlds. Yes. And, like, reading that over the radio as, like, a radio audio book. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, we're actually dying. The aliens are here. <laughs> They're here now. Which is, like, ridiculous just, like, how strongly people believed it. That, yeah. And I know, and not to them. Like, I don't think people are stupid. It was, like, it sounds like it was believable and scary. <laughs> yeah. But, like, man. Brutal. You yeah, we all have to talk about that sometime. You made your alien invasion too real. What I've learned from this episode is we need to talk about the history of spaghetti. We need to talk about, yeah, more kind of hoax things in general Mm because they're always a good time, except for the people involved in them are usually not having a good time. But for us, to look back to the past, but, oh, funny. It's fun to to laugh (laughs) at the dead. The dead. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, yeah, don't be mean on April Fool's. Hmm? Don't be mean. Don't do any sort of, like, nasty, like, fake positive pregnancy test. Don't do any of that. It's just weird. Like, if you're going to prank somebody... Just make it dumb and quick and, like, painless. I kind of like, like, I would be so mad if it happened to me. But also my, one of my favorite ones is uh, videos where people are like, I got you a dog. Uh-huh. I, oh, I, it's under the blanket. Yep. And then they, they pull the blanket back and it's like one of those little robo dogs. dogs. Yep. <laughs> like a Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> Roombas are basically dogs. <laughs> they're just, like, really useful dogs. And their SO just, like, looks up in the camera like, why have you done this? And they're just cackling. <laughs> but it's like, you know, that's like what you're excited for two seconds. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the pain level to like correcting is not too bad. <laughs> and honestly, I'd be like, you should never buy a dog without asking someone if they're ready oh, for a yeah. dog. And then I would I would like uncover and be like, oh, it's a joke. Huh? We both had a good time here, I guess. <laughs> you just like equal it out by like going over, like kick them in the shins and then be like, that's how I feel. And now we're equal. Uh-huh. What? Huh. A- what a fun joke. Pranked you. I thought there was a bug on your shin, so I kicked you. <laughs> shin bruise joke. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. You can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Send us your favorite April Fool's Day joke that happened to you or you pulled on someone or your favorite historical one, hoaxes you like, whatever you want. Pictures of your real or robot dogs, whatever. We, we made a girl on a swim, like, meet bus mm-hmm. trip. Shake a bottle of half and half for like an hour, thinking it would turn into butter. That's mean. Yeah. (laughs) Children are mean. Yeah. (laughs) 
anyway, you can also uh, like our Facebook page where we post memes and like fun stuff sometimes. Uh, our Instagram, similar, but exclusive memes because some of them are hard to share from Instagram. So I'm too lazy and I don't post them on Facebook. So fair. And uh, you also join us on Patreon. We super appreciate all the support from our patrons over there. And uh, that's it. That's it. Have a good, safe... Be smart today. Day. Although this is going up pretty late in the day, so... <laughs> Too late. Too late. If you forgot that it was April Fool's Day, this is your reminder. This is your reminder. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.